Welcome to the Real Spotlight Podcast, or should I say welcome back. I'm your host, Tony Santiago. I wanted to make a quick statement before getting this episode officially started. As you know, the Real Spotlight has been on sort of a break slash hiatus the last three months. For those who do not follow me on Instagram, Sir Tone underscore reviews, and then not see my story on Instagram, I wanted to explain that moving forward, I will be the sole host of the podcast. Mania will not be returning as co-host. At this moment, I wanted to take time to thank Mania for many reasons. For one, for saying yes to being my co-host, for taking a chance, for conquering her fear, helping me with mine as we both learn together how to be podcasters. To thank her for the 22 episodes we did, which we both had a blast recording. And of course, for opening my eyes to the genre of horror. I'm happy to say that the best thing that came out of us co-hosting a podcast is becoming good friends in the process. Mania does have plans for the future. I will not say what they are just to keep you guys in suspense. And that way she could have the honor of announcing her own plans. But when she does, we will be her biggest supporters. Now for today's episode of The Real Spotlight, our topic and only topic will be season four or the last season of Secession. All right, let's start season two of The Real Spotlight today with a special guest, Gabriel de los Santos, aka Film.Booth on Instagram. Before I ask Gabriel the question, let me just say that this guy not only is one of my favorite accounts, but he's legit one of the best. He is the tremendous supporter of me, always trying to support him. We have spent so much time bullshitting about movies and TV. He's also the first Boricua to be on the podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> For those who don't know, a Boricua is another term for Puerto Rican. Gabriel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. Should I say Sir Tony? Sir Tony, it sounds better. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> now sir. you can say Tony. <laughs> so, let me ask you first, uh, where in Puerto Rico do you live? Okay, I live and grew up in San Juan mostly, but I also spent a lot of time in Guadalajara, in Levitown. Okay. Because I studied like from kinder to 12th grade in Levitown. Um, so I stayed with my grandparents over there. Like I split my time basically between San Juan and Levitown. Mm. So I wasn't born in Puerto Rico, but both my parents were. They're from Naranjito, which is oh, really, nice. really close to San Juan, like Bayabon, yeah. San Juan. Yeah. And um, growing up, I was there like every year, like from like age 10 to like 17. Every summer I spent over nice. there. So I would nice. be in Naranjito, I would be, there's a little, like a little town in Naranjito, it's real small, called Guadiana, I used to be a lot there, then I have family in Peñuelas, and then I have family in Macao, Las Piedras, oh, cool. so I would spend all the time there. Then when I got married, I, my wife and I went there for our honeymoon, but that was shit, that was the last time I was in PR, and that was 2000. So I oh, need to shit. go back, and, and I think the goal for us is to take the kids to PR, yeah and um, you know see where uh their grandparents grew up yeah yeah i mean i, I love puerto rico it's awesome it's, it, it has problems just like any other place but yeah you know, i love it yeah it's been through a lot the last what yeah. seven years with all the hurricanes yeah. and the blackouts been... <laughs> yeah that's that's it's a whole another podcast right there <laughs> yeah we can talk like three hours about that before we talk about our main topic which is season four or the last season of secession uh, let me ask you, what motivated you to create your IG account? Like, I guess with most people that started during the pandemic, it was mostly boredom. Like, oh, just like I, was, I was, yeah, I, like I was always interested in like, you know, doing movie reviews because I did it like just for myself. I did movie reviews and like, and all of that. But like, I was always interested in maybe starting something, sharing them, whatever. And during the pandemic, you know, it was just like not much going on. I just decided to like, fuck it, you know, let's just go ahead and do it. And like I'm sure you as well. Like I really didn't have any idea what I was doing at first, but you know, you kind of keep going and learn as you go. And now the motivation really is just—it's just like I still find it fun. You know, it's still fun just creating the posts, yeah. having discussions, and just sharing reviews or analysis or whatever it is. Really, I think it, if it weren't for the friendships we've all made doing this, I don't think I would have—I probably would have been done a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, like saying me too. Because <laughs> me you know too. it gets frustrating now with with all the algorithm BS. And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You, it takes a lot to create posts, sit down and write original yeah. stuff. Then nobody sees it. 
because it's some stupid (laughs) algorithm feed thing the support you get from those core people is what makes you keep going and that's that that's how like you and so many others that i've made friends with and have been on the podcast it's just like you know what we keep supporting each other hey you know what it's going to turn around it's going to turn around yeah yeah you know (laughs) so that's the only reason why i'm still doing it so yeah and to be honest like it almost always does turn around at least for a bit yeah then it like it goes back down again and turns to shit and it's like it's like a whole cycle yeah right now i'm like in the going (laughs) downward but hopefully it'll come back up you know what let's just ride the wave and hopefully it'll turn around i'm not gonna whine and complain about it all right, let's let's get this podcast going here with some succession. So season four of Secession. How can I say this in non-spoilery vernacular here? Uh, let me just try. Okay. <laughs> I just wrote something down in my room. I'm just going to read it. Secession is famous about bad people doing bad things. But season four seems adamant about making its audience sympathize with them. It works. And instead of feeling preachy, it feels like Armstrong or Jesse Armstrong, who's the creator and main writer, battling with inner workings as its characters he created but is a bad person still bad if they're suffering that's the question <laughs> you see Damn. season four everybody you're trying to f- he's making you feel sympathy for these freaking to be honest like monsters <laughs> because yeah. they're not good yeah. people <laughs> but they're it's not. so they're it's not. so captivating the writing that why the heck am i feeling sympathy for these people Douchebag. That's the thing with Succession. Like, I always feel kind of wrong when saying, "Oh, I love this character." Like, no, I don't love the person. The person is a horrible yeah. <laughs> human being. But I love like how the character is written. I love the portrayal and all of that. So, if you ever hear me say during the podcast, like, "Oh, I love Kendall," or "I love this Roman moment," it's not like I love the person. Yeah. I just love, you know, the character. Be like, red flag. He loves Kendall. He loves Roman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We love the direction that they're given, the writing, their delivery of the lines. I mean, these yeah. are top tier actors in their prime. By the time this season came about, it's a well-oiled machine. And at first, I was bummed out that this was the last season. And I go, yeah, me too. Why would you do that? This is the strength of the show. But then when you think about it, like how much longer can you do not the same storyline the struggle between son and, and the kids yeah. i think it would have dragged on if it would have been like a fifth or sixth season to go out where people are crying for more is the way to do it like with breaking bad better call yeah. Saul, all those uh, recent shows did you think let me ask you this do you have or well, let me ask you do you have any non-spoiler thoughts okay oh. non-spoiler thoughts i mean it's hard but like as a whole season four like like you like i was sad it was gonna end i thought like like there's at least two more seasons out of it but once you see what happens and how the story plays out they did such a like an amazing job like after it ends you don't feel like it needs to go another season no you like you could but at the same time it's not necessary you know yeah there's so many uh quote questions unanswered but i think the ambiguity of it it makes it perfect we don't need to see it play out exactly this right here the way it ended to me it was a, a perfect torturous symphony that we know is going <laughs> to go on you know because you yeah. can see like well let's just get into it this is spoiler yeah, yeah let's get into it uh, all right so let's get into the meat of season four which leaves off right after the events of season three the finale you have brian cox he's a legend okay i don't care yeah. <laughs> it's just so good yeah he's he's amazing if he were not to have been killed off, he would have been standing on the top of the mountain because he's so vicious. He would have found yeah. a way to to kill him off. All, I'm not kill him off, you know, literally, but that scene in season uh, episode two when they're doing karaoke, I think was one of the best scenes of the whole series. Oh, I agree. Because you have the kids, they're like united as one. And then he comes in yeah. and he goes, oh, okay. But then he's just like a freaking shark, like. <laughs> no sympathy he don't care that's his kids like, yeah. he don't give a fuck he's ruthless he's the definition of ruthless we have so many questions so we're gonna sprinkle them in 
throughout the podcast because we I think we have more than 20 and we don't want to spend an hour <laughs> answering questions at the end. Here's a question from movielover.62. Killing Logan so early in, in season four was the right move? I think it was, honestly. Because um, I think heading into season four, almost everyone expected. I mean, you knew there was a chance he wasn't going to die, but you thought he was going to die, yeah. really. And I'm not saying it wouldn't have worked at the end, but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have felt like that shock when it happened, you know? It wouldn't have felt as real either. Because there's so yeah. much unresolved between the siblings and Logan that you just wanted them to get into it. But like it, like life, it just, you know, you don't always get that chance. You know, people die suddenly and it's brutal and it's sad and it turns your whole world around. And, and you could really feel it in that moment. Watching that episode with my son, because we were both watching it, I'm like, no, this is a trick. This is Dude, some kind of trick. I'm like, <laughs> he's going to come thing. back. He's going to be, quote, dead. Yeah. And then, like, make an appearance. And I didn't believe it until they put the body back. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is such a ruthless mother yeah. effer that he would do that. He would, like, fake his own death. Dude, to... I was convinced it was, I was convinced it was, like, a trick. Or it was either Tom or Logan put him, you know, like, told him to, to fuck with the kids or something, like. Because convinced. most of the episode, you don't see him called dying. Like you see, yeah. like one, I think one scene where he's laying down. Yeah, they're doing the CPR, but they never say he's dead. Dead. Like they keep saying, "Well, you know, this, this, and that," trying to to stall. That's a good point because, like, you're you're right. You never really see his corpse. You never really see like a like a close up of him dead, and it just adds to that. You really feel like the kids. Like you just can't believe he's actually dead. You feel like oh, this dude's invincible. Like he can't yeah. really die. And like I think he, the show... he he survived that first stroke. He could do it now. I mean, yeah. we start this the series with him having a stroke. Yeah. And him coming out of it like stronger. I for, for sure thought he was gonna be like, psych <laughs> motherfuckers. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, it wouldn't have been surprising for him to do that. It wouldn't have been surprising at all. No, but let, let's let's stick with that episode because I I think it's still currently ranked uh rated nine point nine on IMDb. I think it's yeah, like in the top ten. It is. You know when you're watching something and you're like, this is a masterpiece while you're watching yeah. it. That's yeah. how I was like, you this shit is it. one of the best <laughs> episodes I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. And that the last time I said that, well, I think was when I was watching The Last of Us, the, the episode three one. Just the way they shot that there was like a twenty seven minute shot that they did I don't yeah know that that dude like the crazy thing is i didn't even notice i was so hooked yeah yeah like, into the story i didn't even notice it was a, me either a I, I saw it when um i saw roman okay roman kieran culkin <laughs> talk about it yeah. and he goes yeah they had um this camera but you know everything was so set up you just kept following the crew like the director didn't even have a plan he just sat there that day for like an hour with the with the crew <laughs> like okay this is what we're gonna do here like it wasn't set up <laughs> Yeah, so. Connor's wedding, the, the title of the episode. I mean, it's hard not to say. I mean, I don't want to like give spoilers of my ranking, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, or it's hard to argue it's not the best episode they've ever done. I'm not necessarily saying it's my favorite, my number one choice, yeah. but it's hard to argue it's not their best. And I think no. it's gonna be like maybe the defining episode of the of Succession, like that one episode everyone goes to when talking about greatest episodes of all time. Yeah, and I I think about what I always think about the season finale of season two. Um, yeah, whether yeah. I think it's the season finale when they're in the yacht trying to decide who's going to be the fall. Person. Yeah, it is. It is that actually that scene where they're talking like who's going to be going to jail. That's one of my favorite scenes of all time of any show. They're actually talking about this so nonchalant. Oh yeah, you know I, I'm going to go to jail. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Tom's like I should do it. And, but no, uh, Connor's wedding. Yeah, I think it was the right decision. Back to the question because it puts the focus back on the three. And yeah, once you saw that the dad was dead, you would you thought, okay, now these three are going to kill each other. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the drama is going to be them fighting over over the corpse of who's yeah. going to be the CEO. There's no like I thought there was no way they were they were really going to stick together after that. Like, there's no way. They're like a freaking. They say they love each other, but it's like a sick. It never. Weird, yeah, it never like, feels real. <laughs> in your family, like, did you ever think you would do something 
ever to your sister or your sibling, like what these people do to each other and stab each other in the back? Never. <laughs> no. Like, never. <laughs> like, that's a good point because the love between them never feels real. But in this episode, it really does. Like, in this episode, you really do feel after they find out Logan's about Logan's death. There's a certain certain dynamics between brother and sister and brother and brother that come out that you don't really see all that often throughout the show. Yeah. It just adds like a whole nother layer. I think the only time you saw a, a real interaction as a family was the last episode when they were at their mom's house. They had that yeah. nice little scene of them just <laughs> goofing off with each other and, you know, freaking Jeremy Strong drinking that insane concoction for real. <laughs> of crazy. course he did it because he's yeah. a freaking crazy man. <laughs> uh, that was the only time you ever saw that. Because he was happy. He was like, oh, now I'm going to be yeah. a CEO. Everything's cool. You know? yeah. And even That's Roman just... even, even Roman and Shiv seemed to just accept it in that moment. Like, they were on board. Better him than, than somebody else. Yeah. That last episode in season three, the season finale, I think it's called All the Bells Say. Is that? I think that was another moment. Even if you could tell, like, there was when Kendall breaks down and confesses, you know, the kid's yeah, uh, yeah. death. You could tell it was hard for them to open up and like actually you know comfort him and all that but that felt like another real moment to me like at least they yeah. felt like genuine concern for him mm -hmm. you know and that's the thing like you could see there's these moments throughout the show that's a like a big tragedy really of the show there's this moments throughout the show where you can see like they could actually like work together they could actually you know have a i mean not normal but at least a semi-decent relationship between the three of them let me just move forward here because you we're talking about the the kids here and after all the events i think they're not going to talk to each other for a yeah, long I, time I, I agree I it's agree. gonna it's gonna be like logan with his older brother oh, i forgot his name well, uh even uh, yeah 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 it's gonna be that kind of distant relationship yeah. where they see each other like every 20 years hey, hey how, yeah. how are you i agree like i think roman and shiv are actually not in that bad of a place you know, they, they do, at least compared to Kendall, like in their relationship between the three of them, I think Kendall will definitely not talk to them ever again. And like, you know, at least not the same way. I think Roman and Shiv might have, you know, it won't be the same, but they, they ended up like, um, I guess, decent terms. You know, they really didn't really backstab each other the way, you know, like. I mean, they kind of ganged up on, on Kendall at that, in, yeah. in the conference room at the end. Because when she said, I don't trust you. You know, you killed the person. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, which? <laughs> and Roman's Dude, was like, so, what the so fuck? Low. What do you mean, which? You mean you have so many yeah. bodies somewhere? You don't know which yeah. is which? Him saying which, you, you see Roman, something yeah. changes with that. Nah, yeah. nah, you can't have it. Well, yeah, yeah, like I think up to that moment, Roman was on, like still on board with, I mean, he already voted. He couldn't have done anything, but he was still on board with Kendall yeah. until Kendall said which. Which is like one of the lowest moments any character has had throughout the show. Like that's your initial yeah. reaction to like killing a person, which yeah, you know, like yeah. And I I just love how uh, Kieran Culkin or Roman at the end he's just sitting on the, on the table. He's like, "This is all bullshit. You're yeah. bullshit. I'm bullshit." Deep down, all this stuff that we were doing the last four years or whatever, it's all been bullshit. Yeah, that, so, like that's the one. Not the only moment throughout this show, but that's like the real moment of realization or self-realization. Yeah, we are bullshit. And that was actually right. <laughs> like Logan was right about them. He always said you're not killers. Maybe I I've I, I need to rewatch the series. Like I haven't watched season three since it aired. Okay. And I, I just did like a recap before season four. You know those YouTube videos that people Yeah. Make? Craziness. The finale, the finale was like a great tennis match you're you're regardless of who you're rooting for you you had a pit in your stomach okay yeah is does roman have the uh does kendall have the votes does you know tom does uh uh gojo what's uh scars guard's name uh, Matson? uh lucas madsen yeah, yeah Ms. madsen have it is somebody is greg gonna come out of somewhere <laughs> <Is> he, <laughs> like you know i saw a stupid tiktok one that's not gonna happen it has to be one of yeah i knew deep down that it it can't be one of the kids because they're it's just, they're too fucked up, you know. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if I was in denial. I always thought Kendall would have done it, 
but watching just how he reacts in that last episode and how you know he just immediately fucks up like immediately fucks up offering he's done it so many times yeah yeah so many times he's always had like he has it in his grasp he trips over something every yeah he always fumbles he fumbles it but like that's the thing that all three of them do it all the time all the time every time roman has the upper hand he fumbles it every time shiv has the upper hand she fumbles it like it's it's a constant between the three of them, and they always think they're so much better and smarter. Like when they did <laughs> yeah. that scene, that the episode, the America decides, which I think every episode was incredible. The season, I agree. It's just hard to say about a last season. Maybe Breaking Bad, and I and Better Call Saul. My recent, I know I keep saying that, but every episode is like a nine point five or above. Yeah, and like that yeah, America decides is so. For us here in the state, that shit's real. People yeah. are deciding who's going to be president, who's going <laughs> to, you know, that those those backhand deals and and but but Roman was so fucking annoying in that episode. Oh like, yeah, he like that was classic Roman because season three for Roman's really like a departure in a way for his character. Yeah, like he's not really the same Roman he was in season one, two, and three. But that episode, that's just that's like yeah. season one Roman. When I say that they think they're better, like. He thought, oh, now we have the president in our ba- in our in our our pocket, <laughs> and then literally the next episode, the the so called president elect, which I think he's not going to be president. That's one of the questions that about yeah, yeah. afterwards. Like, do you think the verdict with the 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 votes is probably going to mm-hmm. blow up in their face? Yeah, I agree. So I agree. once that person, well, I forgot the the name of the guy who was the president. Uh, Mencken. I yeah, think. yeah, Mencken. He's all. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> he does just threw him away yeah like, i don't need you guys yeah. they're like wait a minute we just gave the presidency that well to them they thought and they, they always <laughs> think they have the upper hand and they always fuck up here let's do a simple question here from antorius sure. does the show live up to the hype is it worth getting a max subscription right now well i can answer that yes yeah hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah even if you do a seven day or whatever the heck they do I, you Probably, I don't know what kind of person you are. What binging wise, you could probably binge it <laughs> yeah. in seven days. Um, yeah, so that's that's totally worth it. A question from Film Toppings: Are you a conhead? I wouldn't call myself a conhead, but I like Connor. Like, I think in a way he's the most mature, but also the most delusional out of the four. Oh yeah. But no, I wouldn't say I'm a conhead. <laughs> really? No, I, I think Alan Rook is so he played it perfectly. Because he, I saw an interview with him recently, like a few days ago where he said after season two, he asked Jesse Armstrong to kill him off <laughs> because he wasn't really doing it. The only time yeah. he would be on screen is when there was like a big family event. And they're like, no, 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 no. You have to stay. You have to stay. You're a really good part. <laughs> so they convinced them. But <laughs> I thought it was funny. Was like, that would have been a like, big loss, actually, because yeah, yeah. Connor, Connor has a lot of like really good moments. He was so funny though when they were trying to convince him to drop out of the presidential race. He's like, <laughs> "I'm polling 14 percent in Alaska, and I have one one percent." Like, dude, you have one percent of the vote. Like, yeah. you're proud of that. It you're spending a hundred million dollars of of your not your own money, but your family's money. But the best part is when Roman is telling him to drop out, and they're like, "Well, I would like to be an ambassador to the UN." <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Oh. yeah connor connor's insane really he's just he's just as crazy as the other three he um, said he no he said off of he said how about how about south korea <laughs> <laughs> roman's like uh a top five economic power i don't yeah it's gonna happen yeah I th- and i like i think roman says they're not gonna put you anywhere near nukes and yeah. connor just connor's like well who says i want a place that doesn't have nukes like even Connor, who gets way less screen time and you know it's less complex than Roman Ship and Kendall, he's still, for me anyways, an interesting character. You know, because you hear he was like the father figure in a way to them when they were growing up. Yeah. But they all just completely throw him to the side. Like he which just, is he never matters really. Which is funny because you know you have Kendall yelling, "I'm the eldest," and you're like, "No, yeah. you're not." <laughs> yeah. Connor's the eldest one. What are you talking about? Let's uh film toppings has another question. Favorite Carl, Frank, or Hugo moment? Oof. I have one oh, for that's... Hugo, and that's his last moment, I think, when he when Kendall is like, 
I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you the scraps from the table, but those scraps Dude, are going to be I worth a million. I was going to say that exact same moment. And then he's like, he's going to say, rough, rough. He didn't care. Like, he <laughs> was. Oh, my God. He was such, like, like. A weasel? Like, he's, yeah, he's such a, a weasel, a parasite. And they all are, really. But he's so, like, unabashedly a weasel. You know, he just doesn't care. And it was, it was, it was kind of nice to see him. His name is F Fisher Stevens. Yeah. I don't, I hadn't seen him in anything since short circuit too wow damn i don't think i've maybe i'm sure he's been acting since then but i don't think yeah. i've seen him well actually no i'm looking at his imdb i think he came out in that palmer movie with uh justin timberlake so that's probably why i saw him but starring in something i remember him growing up as a short circuit johnny five guy <laughs> let's go to uh carl what about carl I have one. That's what the. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I was gonna say for Carl. Like I gotta say for season four, he he like it, same for Hugo. He, you know he doesn't. He has stuff to do in the earlier seasons, but not much really. This season, season four, and same for Hugo. They just you know they steal a couple of scenes that are like they're really good. I'm glad they gave him some moments to shine. But for Carl, I was gonna say season two. I think it's the finale when they're. I haven't seen season two in a while, but I think they're like being held hostage in a way in a negotiation. Oh, that's right. And some kind yeah. of um in the Middle yeah. East, some kind of hotel. And you know, like Rome is just doing his usual stuff, like playing fuck Mary Kill. And then they ask they go to Carl, and Carl says, like, full disclosure, I'm currently having a panic attack right now. <laughs> the way he <laughs> says it is so calm. He's just so like nonchalant about it. Like, I'm currently having a panic attack. I think I think that's my favorite Carl moment. I think I'm gonna pick one that I, I remember because it's just so recent. Looking at Kendall and saying, "Don't fuck this up." Like, oh yeah, yeah. That, that came was a out really, of nowhere. That was a really good moment. And I, Kendall's like, "Okay, I, I got you. I, when I become CEO, you're the first one to be fired." But yeah. uh, but the way he delivered those those lines, like, "Holy shit, that was really good!" Like, God, put him in his place. Yeah, <laughs> but, like I think. It, it, Honestly, I think like it's a good moment. I think it's more important than people make it out to be because I think it shows that the old guard really doesn't respect. Um, they don't respect Kendall Shiv and Roman at all. No, like, they, they would. They, they would have never see, done that to Logan. No, they they see them as nepo babies. The of, of, yeah. of people who who didn't really work their way up to that those positions. Like their dad yeah. probably started from the ground up. And you know, did it for so many years, and then you have yeah. these entitled brats who were probably running around board. You know, I'm saying like, oh, I'm supposed you're supposed to be my boss now. Get out of here. Yeah, um, yeah. And right, you, well, you can't really blame them for thinking that way. Yeah. What about Frank? For Frank, I would say it's a small moment. I would say this last season, season four. I think the episode four, honeymoon states. I think is the name. Um, when they discover Logan's will. Oh yes, yes, and... yes, yes. Yeah, and he, um, they call up Greg to say like you're written, you know, on a piece of paper, and Greg's immediately like, well, the conclusion must be I am the number two behind Kendall, and Frank just laughs at him <laughs> like it's yeah. such a like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I think it's a small moment. It's so good. It's so good. I'm just gonna throw out some questions here so we could answer them really quick. Uh, season four was it the best season? Asked films critic. I gotta go with yes. I think it's I, I think it's the best. I think just consistency wise, episode to episode, and you know, the pressure and the hype of it being the last season, like there's a lot to live up to. And they not only did they deliver, they just knocked it out of the park. Like you yeah. know, it was perfect, really. I think well, I gave it a ten out of ten on my review. <laughs> but um I think I gave uh season three a nine point set. I, I do wanna rewatch it. Because let me just go on to the next question. I'm going to answer this by answering another question okay, uh, sure. from Movie Lover asking, where do you rank this show in your all-time list? I want to re-watch it before I make that decision because like, I haven't seen season one in like three years and like okay. season two. And I do want to re-watch it before making that decision. Like, okay, this is going to be like right now in my head is in my is in the top 10. But I don't have okay. it placed. Yeah. Um, and I ask, uh, have you rewatched any of the seasons? Like, have you seen any of them more than once? I did the first two because I watched them and then my son watched it and then I watched it with him. And then we watched okay. season three together. But I haven't. Okay. Season three is the one I haven't rewatched um, a second time. So I'm going to do that. 
and then probably make a list and be like, okay, this is yeah. five, this is the I do remember season two being so good and yeah. so strong uh, and, a, and an amazing finale. But as of right now, today, I'm just going to pick season four. Like, it's not as, you know, it's season three. I mean, every season of Succession for me is amazing. But, like, season three was, uh, like, at the end, I was like, I don't know how they're going to top this. I don't know how they're going to top season three. And they did. That's how good a season four is, really. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't see how this show doesn't win 10 Emmys. Which, which yeah. breaks my heart because... I'm rooting for a better call Saul to get something. It hasn't gotten <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. like out of the 50 effing nominations. Like yeah, I sad. wanted that's Rhea Shehorn to, to win best supporting actress because I thought she was uh, amazing in that second part of season six for better call. Yeah. Saul. And yeah, then you have Sarah Snook come out of nowhere and give one of the best <laughs> performances <laughs> of her career. It's just like, yeah. Oh my God. But I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the the heavy favorite going into the Emmys. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't see how it's not really. I don't see how it's not. You know, people like the critics love it. People love it. You know, as much as I love Better Call Saul, I just you can't go wrong with giving it to Succession. Really, I gave Better Call Saul ten out of ten. By the way, <laughs> the sixth season. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the the one thing that's going to be um to look out for is going to be that Best Actor um category. I agree. Because it's probably going to be strong, Culkin. And then I don't know if you put Cox there because he, he was in the one for two episodes. So, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't be, think he gets in. I don't think he gets in. In that second episode, he was amazing. He had that speech in ATN. They pumped Dude, it up that, their crew. Yeah. And yeah, then he had that scene, scene at, at the karaoke bar like later. Yeah. So he, he definitely delivered when he was on screen. But I don't know if it's enough to earn a nominee. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Like, I wouldn't be mad at it. It's just two episodes, but, I, like, he's so good, I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, this is a funny question um, from Movie Lover. Most annoying character. I never thought of that. And, I mean, in a way, they're all annoying. But I got to say, like, especially in Rewatch, I can't stand Nate. Like, uh, Shiv's uh, ex. I, like, he, he wasn't that bad in season four, but, it, like, in the earlier seasons, I hate him. I <laughs> He's such an annoying character for me. Let me let me just throw you a curveball here because I'm looking at the cast and I'm trying to see who's annoying. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Adrian Brody's character in season three. I don't know why. It feels like he was out of place. Yeah, like, I actually like I liked him, but it felt like too weak and small of a role to have Adrian Brody play. And then he never showed up again, which is like okay. Yeah. So I mean that. The, sorry, Adrian. You're just by default. You're the most. Yeah. All right. Next question is one of your followers, so I apologize if I butcher <laughs> your your account name. Chaos Inc. Records. They asked uh, top five of season four. So a number five for me would be Church and State, the penultimate episode. Really, the whole episode is mostly Logan's funeral, and like that's that's a big moment that I was waiting for. Like ever since he died, it was like, when are they getting? to the funeral like when are they going to show the funeral because you know that was going to be big and that episode you get to learn more about logan than you really get to learn about him as a person throughout the whole series in a way yeah especially Owen's speech i thought was really i mean i know he's biased because you know he he hates his brother <laughs> really yeah. but um i thought it revealed a lot about logan as a person that certain meagerness he had about people and that maybe there's a certain meagerness about him I thought that was really revealing. And then um, Roman's uh, whole breakdown just was. Yeah. And I think amazing. Roman's breakdown was probably started once, you know, the uncle started talking. The face changed when he hears about when he was five years old and they had to survive, you know, yeah. not talking for three. Like he probably didn't even know that. He probably didn't even know that story because yeah, that, yeah, why would true, like their, their father doesn't talk to them? Yeah, the, you don't see uh, Logan. All right, kids, let me tell you some stories of me when I was. They yeah. probably never heard that, so that was probably nice for them to hear, and also like heartbreaking. I don't know, Kieran, his his character and his acting went to another level in this season. He was always like second fiddle to to like Shiv and, and Kendall. Think it's such a horse race here with who's who was the best of season four. Because you know Jeremy Strong is so 
no pun intended, strong always. Yeah. That yeah. It's you're you're so used to him being him. I agree. To be vulnerable like that in front of all those people, them yeah, giving like, him shit, like him giving him shit. The next episode, like, bro, you shit the bed. I broke down because I was taught, you know, my father's dead, and yeah. you're giving me shit about he's your dad too, asshole. Like, like <laughs> that's how fucked up they are, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a hard, like, even for Roman, who's hard to like actually like and feel bad for. Even that, you got to feel bad for him in that moment. It's just and, so. And- yeah, and that, like I said, the previous episode, you know, you wanted to strangle him, and now in episode yeah. nine, you want to like give him a hug. Yeah, yeah. Because Jeremy Strong, I think, is the best. I don't know if it's really his actor out of all of them, but he's always been for me the strongest out of all of them. Yeah. Um, but this season, it, it kind of takes a, a couple of episodes for his character to get rolling, you know, and for yeah. him to get rolling. I think after uh, episode five or something is when he get kicks it into high gear but you know yeah. you can't forget about uh matthew mcfadden but tom because he's oh he's always, amazing i yeah. mean they had a well go ahead do your list and then i'll talk yeah, about yeah. That scene. <laughs> okay so at number four i would say telegate party which is episode seven um that was such a fun episode like it, it was mostly you know just the, the party at chip's house or the you know yeah the party but it was there was so much going on between Madsen and between the siblings, and then the siblings, you know, stabbing each other in the back, and Eva and Greg and Tom, and the way it plays out, you know, it's this classic succession in a way. Like, it yeah. goes from from being one of the most hilarious scenes you've ever seen to like heartbreaking stuff. The next scene, and the way it just combines all of that is so good. And like that scene between um, Tom and Chip in the balcony, that's just you know top five yeah. scenes of the series I yeah, mean, yeah it's, it's i mean them going amazing. back and forth and that was the scene i was going to talk about so i waited for you to say somebody yeah. say that episode <laughs> so i could bring it up because you that if she were to win an emmy that's that's the clip yeah that's the scene and uh at number three i have with open eyes which is the last episode yeah just a perfect finale a perfect ending really that I, honestly the first time i saw it i wasn't I mean, I, I liked it a lot, but I wasn't crazy about it. Because I really, I, I was so convinced Kendall was going to turn into Logan at the end. Like, it was yeah. going to be, he was going to backstab um, Roman and Shiv, and he was going to end up with everything. And I thought that was a perfect ending to the show. But what they actually did, and once I saw it, like, in rewatch, it just made for a much better, for a much more interesting show having him lose. And for a much more interesting finale. And it's, like, 90 minutes long, I think, the episode. And yeah. it flows. And you get so many great moments between the characters. And, now uh, you know, you're freaking doing your remote. Oh, my God. There's only 40 minutes left. There's only yeah. 20 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. left of this amazing show. Like, I kept, like, thinking, God, I wish it was three hours. I wish it was, like, a two-part yeah, finale. Too, and those last, like, I would say maybe 20 minutes or so. Like, I would say from the moment um, Shiv finds out Tom is going to be the CEO, until the finale that's those last like 20 minutes or so i was just, I, I don't think i moved the muscle i was so hooked i was so invested i don't think you yeah know, it was it was amazing really and number two i have america decides again another like you know i don't live in the states but i've heard about you know the stuff that goes on and you know i, I heard people's reaction to that episode that it felt so real it gave them like ptsd from earth from like um earlier elections and you get so many good moments again between the three of them. Like, you know, Tom gets his moments to shine. Greg gets his moments. Shiv, Roman, Kendall. They get their, they he gets get their his, moments. Tom gets his moment to do some lines of coke with. with yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that's one of the best. I would say that was one of the best, like, Tom and Greg episodes as well. For people who really loved the, the dynamic between the two of them, that's one of their best episodes. That whole wasabi scene with Greg. And the, yeah. the other guy, uh, like only in succession that could work. Um, but I, I wanted to say something about uh, Greg because yeah. there was that moment where Tom tells him, I forgot the line, but he says, you have to like look out for yourself or or something like that. You have to keep something in your pocket. Oh, yeah. I, when he's I, talking I, about um, like information. Yeah. yeah he information, says, like, it's, a, it, it's a bottle of fine wine or something like that. And the way you see Greg like weasel his way 
to Kendall, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, like they don't, you don't hear the dialogue, but you know he's, oh, by the yeah. way, your sister is talking to Mattson and blah blah. blah. Yeah. And the way, if you look at the scene closely, then you pause, you can see Greg like give a little smirk. To <laughs> that's true. I didn't notice it the first time, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that whole scene when when Shiv like you have Shiv arguing with Roman, but she's just really paying attention to what Greg is saying to Kendall, and the way that was done, you like that was so. But she, so good. It felt so real. She fucked up because she is threatening Greg. Like, I'll oh, yeah. fucking kill yeah. you. I'll do this. Why that, that would doesn't you, work on Greg. Why would you even use that tactic? Yeah. Why don't you lie to him? Be like, oh, by the way, exactly. I'm going to give you up this position. You know, I'm like, going to give you this or this percentage or blah, 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 blah. And probably yeah. Greg would have believed it. Yeah, you know, and because he wants the- money too. He wants status. He doesn't want to, which is funny. Yeah. He he reverted back to what he was in the beginning of the series, just a lowly, <laughs> you know, bitch yeah. boy for Tom. And if you if you think about it, like it's a perfect comparison for that in that season finale when Greg goes to um, Kendall to give him the information about Tom is the new CEO. You see the way Kendall handles it compared to Shiv. And you can tell, like, you know, that's that's why I always felt like Kendall was the best choice out of the three. Like, I just think, you know, even though he's not a great choice, he's better for me, at least, than Roman and uh, shit. That scene in America the size when she threatens him, and that was, like, that perf- that classic shift fumbles fumbles it, really. Like, she has she's yeah. had so many moments like that. And it was... Uh, that was, was her time to F up, like Kendall's done so many yeah. times. And Roman, yeah. who, who was at at almost at the top and then he sends his dad his dick pic and it's oh funny. yeah yeah <laughs> which is one of the funniest moments ever but like you had it you had you had the your dad's like he was going to be his right hand man and, and you know yeah because you know logan can manipulate roman so easily and you know he was and before logan's heart attack or stroke he was gonna go with his dad like he yeah, was talking he was talking with his dad yeah yeah, Roman's always been the, like, mm-hmm. as, as crazy as it sounds, because he's so, like, freaking evil and mean throughout the show. He's always been, like, the softy of the three. He's been the yeah. softest, especially when it comes to Logan. But I was going to say this, the, the America Decides, that episode as well, serves as a good, like, um, character study of Greg in a way. Like, you can really see just how much he's changed. You know, because that, that moment with Shiv, that, that would have worked in season one, with season one, Greg. That yeah. would have worked. Not not in season four, and it's consistent because it like for me, Shiv has always been the one to take Greg the least like seriously. She's never given him, you know, a moment's thought of oh he could yeah. be useful. Yeah, Greg, he, um, he he le- he learned how to play that. the game after a few years. Yeah, like, hold off on your number one for a second. Let me yeah. I'll give you my five through number two. Um, I think we have sort of the similar ones. At five, I have tailgate party. Yeah. Four, I have America Decides. Three, I have Church and State. Two, I have the finale with open eyes. I'm assuming, since you didn't mention that, we have the same number one, which is... Connor's Wedding? Yes. And I think that's probably the closest we've had to perfection in an episode of the series. I I don't think I felt that tense. Like, the, the finale was tense, but episode three, if not knowing whether this dude was dead or not, seeing the reaction of the kids the way they were running around trying to figure out like okay what do we do (laughs) but at at the same time there's a wedding (laughs) like you know it's just like perfect timing the setting of you know new york city with the background with the pier like 17 which i always hang out around there Uh, everything was perfect it took balls for jesse armstrong the creator to kill off one one of the most iconic characters of all time in television. But I think like we mentioned, it was the right decision. Yeah. I think that shows you just how great of a writer he is. Like and how dude. confident he was that he can do it. And I saw um, Brian Cox, I think at the little docu, not documentaries, but they have like a five minute segments after every episode. I don't know if you watch yeah. it. Um, and I think Brian, cause you know, he, he came to me and said he was going to kill me off and I trust him. And like, I, I could imagine that conversation like, oh, Brian, can I talk to you? <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, we're going to kill you off in the third episode. Yeah, that must be tough. That Actually, be the tough. second, uh, no, because, no, does he have any, does he talk in the, yeah, in the beginning of the episode, right? He talks, right? 
Yeah, he, he talks with um, Roman, right? Roman. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he does have he does talk in the episode, but yeah. that was like the first what five minutes, and that was it. Yeah, which makes it even more surprising because up until he dies, he was he had the upper hand. You know, he was control. He had every, he was controlling everything. He had Roman in his pocket, and it seemed like he was on his way to win. Ah, uh, let's keep going. <laughs> I think this is a, this podcast ended up being a Q and A. Yeah, because <laughs> we had so many questions. But hey, anyway, it's all pertaining to the show, so we're we're going with it. Uh, uh from Romy.166, what's your favorite character of the show? You can't choose more than one. As many great characters as the show has, it's a pretty easy answer for me. And it's Kendall. It's always been Kendall. Yeah. And you know, he's the number one boy for a reason. And you know, he's just I just feel so bad for him. And at the same time, he's such a bad person, but I just feel so bad for him and too. And I mean they've they've all had their moments, but him the most that has shown some He's shown some moments of self-realization and awareness that, you know, maybe I I don't, you know, maybe I shouldn't want this. Maybe I shouldn't want this job and maybe I should go fuck off and something else. And, you know, I'm a better person than Logan. And I, I was telling someone this. It's like that CEO position, that CEO share. It's like the ring in Lord of the Rings. Like, it's just, <laughs> it just cor- corrupts him. It corrupts all the characters, but it corrupts him yeah. in such a way that, like, you just turn into the worst version of yourself. I'm gonna. That's a good pick. Obviously, I'm. I'm gonna pick the old bastard of Brian Cox, Logan, Logan Roy, because <laughs> I think <laughs> he he just commanded the screen and and yeah, he just had no fucks to give, and he would just be like the FBI, tell him to fuck off. <laughs> it was a perfect character for for Brian Cox to play. It it was like something that was made for him. All right, yeah, I, I'm gonna I, make this character just for you. This is tailor made. It feels like that. You know how some people were yeah. born to play a character. Yeah. I think that's I, I can say that. Yeah, I, I I really can't see anyone else's look. Let's go with uh I I I'm trying to see if I can see Ricky 002 or Ricky or Rick Yo two. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of those two is your name. Are you happy with the ending? And if you could change the ending, how would you? Now, that's a tough question. Yeah, uh, but let me just name some other people here who asked a similar question just to give him a shout out. Uh, Jonathan Perez 6518 asked, Did you like the ending? GS Stav RNIOU film, who would you like to have been CEO? Let's go with who would you like to have seen as CEO? Okay, so the natural pick for me would be Kendall, but you know, maybe that's just denial because I like the character so much that I always thought he could do the job. If it wasn't going to be Kendall, I, I was fine with Tom. I think Tom was a good choice to be the CEO. But if not Tom, then, you know, I got to go with Kendall. I, the only reason I wouldn't have picked Kendall because he's just had this history of being so erratic. He talks a big game. I don't see him as... I probably would have seen him going back, doing the drugs and, like, fumbling and fucking up. Yeah. And doing something stupid. I don't think he could have handled that monster conglomerate of a company to run by himself. You could have seen him already. Like he was already pushing out Roman. Yeah. We're going to get him out of here because I'm, I'm, I want to be the King. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have gone smoothly for him. I think Shiv was the, the probably the most level headed of them all. Probably the, yeah. you know, when it comes to relationships and she knows how to deal with, cause she, her job was to deal in politics and to deal the people. And I mean, Roman, no way. Yeah, no way. <laughs> no way. Um, and then like Tom, Tom is ruthless. He doesn't care. Yeah, I, I probably would have done Shiv. Shiv ends up being now she's the wife of the CEO of her father's own company. That's <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And the way like, that that, that last scene with her and Tom grabbing her her hand in the limo, like. I, and the, like the roles between the two just completely reversed. I'm gonna be a mo- I'm gonna be my mother now. Her mom foreshadowed her future. I'm sorry, your board meeting. Like, oh, well, that's <laughs> gonna be Shiv now because she's gonna she's pregnant. She's gonna have a kid, mm-hmm. and now she's probably not ever gonna see Tom. He's gonna be busy all the time. I don't consider Tom a CEO because he's basically a, a yes man, and he's just gonna do whatever 
Mattson wants. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's not the same position that Kendall or Roman or Shaver were gunning for. Or it's Logan. Not like, he's not a Logan. Yeah. He's just there to, you know, he, he's a puppet. Yeah, he's going to say, he's, you know, I think Mattson said it to him. Like, I'm not looking yeah. for a partner. I'm looking at someone, like, you know, take the heat, basically. But I don't think Tom has any problems with that. <laughs> like, I, I think Tom just accepts it. And this is something I want to bring up quickly because I've seen people mention that no one won. Like, Tom didn't really win. In a way, yeah, because he's not going to be, like, an actual CEO. But for what it means for the characters, yeah, he won. Of course he won. You know, yeah. he got the top job. He got – he's going to get more money. He's going to get more respect. He's, oh, he's like, the roles with Shift are now reversed, which is something he's being always, like, looking yeah. for in a way. And he fits um, so perfectly I, into that role with Mattson. Like, he has yeah. no scruples. Like, he doesn't care. Like – Matson basically said, I want to bang your wife. Yeah, and Tom didn't. And Tom's like, uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, and that's the reason why, like, Matson's like, I, I, she can't be CEO. I, yeah. I want to I sleep with her. And mm -hmm. let me just say something about him because at times he was annoying, not annoying bad. His character was like yeah. so pretentious, like new money. Like, I, I think Logan would have chewed him up you yeah. know, if it came to. And I think. In the long run, I think this company will kind of go down because he's too crazy. All those, yeah. all those stories about him with Eva yeah, and like, all that—that's all gonna come out. Yeah, I think I, like even Eva alluded to Madsen's image was created. It was all you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. PR. It was—he wasn't really. I mean, I'm sure he was smart, but he wasn't this like genius that was gonna, you know, everything went perfect for him or whatever. He's kind of um, like, he, he kind of reminds me of like Elon Musk because Musk, yeah. they like Tesla and all, but he's just, he, he's the money. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you have all the engineers and all the people in the background doing all the work. So that's kind of what Matson was. He's just new money, just throwing it out there. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Tom was fits perfect. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I was, I was going to ask, do you think, do you still think Lucas Matson is a better choice than the siblings for CEO? Yes, because I don't, <laughs> I don't think they deserved it. Just because yeah. their dad was the CEO. If it if it weren't that they were such horrible people, he was so desperate to be his father. Yeah. He started acting like him. Like he didn't give a shit about his kids. Like yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I mean, he's a horrible father. He's he has a one track mind, and he has nothing to do now. So let's yeah. talk about him. Like let, his last scene was. I swear, dude, I thought he was going to jump in the ocean. Oh, the me ocean, too. The, the Hudson River. Yeah. And I too. go, he's going to kill himself. I, I think for sure this dude is going to kill himself. Maybe not now, but yeah. in a couple months, he, he has nothing else to do. His whole yeah, life he, was his company. Yeah. He even says it. And I don't think he was like, I don't think it was dramatics or exaggerating to shit when he says, like, if I don't have this. I feel like I might die. I feel like he actually feels that way. Yeah, yeah. That's he he's telling them. He he's telling them, like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm gonna he basically yeah. said I'm gonna I'll kill myself. Yeah. And I don't I don't even think it was in a like in a threatening way. I just think that's how he actually feels. Um and he's always been suicidal throughout the show. Like it's always being teased, really. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I think in season three, I thought he was gonna do it in the pool. Yeah. And I, I oh, yeah, sure yeah. thought he was like super drunk or high. I'm like, he's going to fall in and drown. I feel, I mean, I don't want to feel bad, but he, I mean, this is shit that he's done to himself. If he would have been humble and more inclusive of his siblings, they probably would have, okay, let's, we're behind you. But all this backstabbing constantly. Yeah. Was it surprising for you that he was that way during season four? Because I thought after season three, like, yeah, they were together, but. Like he's been backstabbed by the siblings way too much for him to actually like care and not backstab them back. Yeah. You know? No, like I I was all for them to try to do their own thing. I'm like, oh, remember they're gonna buy the Pierce and they're gonna compete yeah. against their dad. I said, Oh, that's a good storyline. Them competing against each other. And then when the father dies, they're like he gets this, you know, idea when they're in um uh, when they go to Norway or Switzerland. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, let's just fucking reverse viking let's, let's <laughs> take him out and i'm like what are you doing bro just sell the damn thing yeah. go buy pierce and do your own thing but he's so fixated with being his father being the ceo of his dad's company like he couldn't yeah. let it 
the the craziest part about all this is that they lost their father's company but they still made billions and billions of dollars yeah <laughs> yeah like anyone else it's a win but for them you know yeah they, um, i think they were gonna make like three to four i, I forgot the number but it was enough for them to make a $10 billion offer to Pierce, like it, they were going to yeah. make that much money. But so that's why I don't really feel bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Roman's last scene I thought was kind of poetic, I guess. Cause yeah, I didn't realize that, you know, he's, he was drinking a martini and Jerry drinks martinis and, <laughs> and, and you, you see the look on his face. He's like, cool, whatever. I'm just going to, I'm going to go and do uh, whatever I want now. I'm going to live think- my life. I think um, Kieran Culkin brought up the point that this whole, like the whole show basically was a detour for Roman because when the show starts, Roman was out. Roman was out of the company. He wasn't working in the company. He was doing his own. I, I don't know if he had another company or he was just, you know, fucking off or yeah. whatever. But it's, it's not one up to his dad is almost dying in the first season when he's like, well, I can do it. But yeah, like yeah. he had no aspirations of being in the company. The same with Shiv. Like Shiv she was doing her own thing. It was just Kendall, the one that was yeah. constantly with, behind his daddy's shadow and, and trying to be his dad. Yeah. And the, the reason I do feel bad for Kendall is because Logan was right. The kids were bullshit. You know, he says it in the second episode, like, you know, I love you, but you're not serious people. And they're not. Logan's fault, really, in a way. Like, I get as, an, as adults, they have their own, you know, they do. They make their own bed. But the wounds inflicted on them, it's Logan's fault. Logan didn't do, like, you know, he, he did them no favors, really. He didn't brought up any of them to become, to really be, like, you know, the successor to the company. He was never going to let go. Like, even yeah. when he was, like, sick and he, he was, there was a point, in, I think it was season two or whatever, like, he was just wandering around, like, pissing himself and he didn't know where he was. Even at that moment, he was still like, no, I need to be the one in charge. Like, he was never <laughs> going to let go. Like yeah. any other person would be like, okay, I think it's time for me to step down and, you know, choose somebody. I think Kendall says it in the in the final episode that he says Logan promised him the company when he was seven. Now, maybe it was a lie. Maybe he was just, you know, making, you know, lying to have a better case for being the top dog. But I took it as real. And, you know, they all agree like, whoa, that's fucked up. Like Logan's promising you the company at seven years old. Yeah. No wonder the dude's obsessed with it. Like, you know. I get, then, I get why he's obsessed with it. And it brings me back to that moment in the Kill List episode where I thought it was so hilarious about the underline or the yeah, <laughs> um, Kendall's yeah, yeah. name. I thought that was so perfect to, to <laughs> make Kendall go crazy. Like, well, dude, it's like, that's that's what dad wanted. You know, yeah. that's my name right there, bro. <laughs> Yeah, like, and they're like, no, that's he was gonna scratch it off. But uh, <laughs> yeah. let me let me get to one a uh, couple more questions here. Um, McFlorio asks, after being so angry with Matson and Tom, why does Shiv turn against Kendall? I think it's a couple of things, but really, and I think even um the writer, the creator of the show, Jesse Armstrong, said it. It wasn't in the moment of a you know a play like, oh, if I vote against Kendall, I'll be in a better position. I think she is. You know, the way they were brought up, it was always competition between the three of them. I just I just don't think she was ever going to accept Kendall being the the top dog. And I don't I think she would probably do, would have done the same to Roman, maybe. But it was also Kendall, like Kendall, you know, as soon as he gets to the office, you know, he does that whole like fake humble. Like, is it all, all right if I sit on that chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as you can see her face, like, beat up, you know, yeah. for, like, like, really, yeah. it just yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's the moment. I think she's thinking about the future of her, of her, and her like her family, yeah. and just like no, yeah, I think it's it's a combination. I yeah, think like, she's thinking that he does not deserve it, and yeah. know, deep down, it's just like no, you you are horrible. And then she's like the lowest of the low. Like you fucking kill somebody, you can't be seen. Oh you know? yeah, <laughs> through that. Um, yeah, yeah. You think about it, like Roman was never really close to being. You know, he had in that season three during the last episodes where he was, you know, close to Logan, but he wasn't really going to be given in Kendall. So uh, Tony underscore Acosta underscore. Should I watch it? I watched the first episode and couldn't get into it. Well, Tony, let me just tell you, please watch it again. Give the first two, three episodes a go. And I'm pretty sure you'll get hooked and you'll binge that first season. 
Uh, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of amazing shows that don't have amazing pilots. Like I watched this White Lotus. I put it up on my story. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, I saw I, I didn't. Okay, what's the hype? I don't know. Like this show won an Emmy for best show. And I go, okay, I'm going to give it another chance because everybody talks about it. But it wasn't an amazing pilot, you know. So I, yeah. I just say watch it again and just have faith that you'll like it because it is <laughs> yeah. an amazing show. Yeah, I would say, like, the style of the show doesn't really change much from the first episode. But the characters and the story and the way, you know, the dynamic between them, it just gets, it goes even deeper and it gets even better as each episode. I mean, yeah, if you hate rich people and you hate entitled brats (laughs) who think their shit don't stink, then this show is not for you. Like, I mean, and that's the the only reason why, because of the, the strong writing and you know the acting yeah definitely you're not if you, you can't watch movies or shows where every character is bad you know succession might be a tough watch but this is one of the first episodes episodes where there's literally like i think my first review of the season one like there's no one to root for yeah <laughs> like, yeah who do you who do you root for like uh greg yeah. i mean he's he's the yeah, one small, you know I, I don't know who else to to, to root for here uh, here's a fun question from four underscore slides. If you can meet one of the characters, who would it be and why? I'll probably go with Greg. Because he seems like, even though by season four, he's already just as bad as everyone else. He still seems like the most, you know, the one you could relate to maybe a bit, you know, like he's the most human out of all of them. I don't know, like Kendall, Kendall's all over the place. Shiv doesn't seem fun at all. Roman's well, a yes. bully. You can't really sit down with Shiv, Kendall, or Roy. There's, they have nothing to say. They have no like personalities. Like, yeah. hey, like, how you doing? Like, like, what, what will you talk about? <laughs> you know, at least Greg is more of a down to earth guy. Even though he yeah. got money too, I would probably pick Connor just for just because he would probably yeah. make me laugh uh, more <laughs> because the other three would be like insufferable. Uh, before we. Uh, head on out here i do have a couple questions that i saw from an article from screen rat they it was an article uh, called 10 biggest unanswered questions after the ending when you read the article you're like oh man there should be a season five so it could answer all this you know like but we don't need it we don't need the season five so like the first one that i saw is will shiv and tom's marriage actually last that's a good one I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I I think it, maybe it does for a couple of years. I just don't see how that doesn't end up in another explosion like the balcony fight. You know. Yeah, I, I think well. I think with the kid, it, it'll change everything. I think. I think yeah. Shiv will try to find a way to get back in there. You know. Do you, Do you think that's part of her of her like plan? Just to like the kid and once the kid grows up that's her like maybe her way in or something yeah yeah like groom the the kid to yeah, be groom super smart yeah 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 <laughs> she, she's too smart i think she would try to be like oh maybe i could uh be in charge of the news or because she's she's qualified but yeah. uh I, I i i see her like trying to inch back in there uh one question here whether roy still by pierce and i think no because they no, those three are uh, those three are done they're they're not yeah gonna be together at all and yeah. <laughs> if, they're not the... gonna, if, they're, if they're not gonna vote for the brother here why would they want to be in business with him with another company yeah. if they say hey by the yeah. way this by pierce kendall's gonna be like well uh, i need to be ceo obviously yeah. um you it's know, gonna so be the same whole same yeah, same same shit different company yeah well, let's finish with this last question that Screen Rent proposed here. But the controversy of the candles, of the candles, mm. of candle ever come out? I mean, do yeah. you think that one of the siblings would ever like, you know, leak that? I don't think so. Like, I think the only the only way they would do that if it's, you know, if it's they feel like they need. To. I don't think they're ever going to be in a position again where they feel like they need to fuck over Kendall and release that, you know? Yeah, um, like I think this candle is gonna be out of their lives. Um, there's no point to yeah. it. Uh, final thoughts here. Like I know I haven't ranked it. I, you're probably gonna do a post soon. I am. Are yeah. you are you I gonna am. rank it somehow on the post, or you're just gonna talk about the show? No, I, I think I'll just talk about it. But 
you know, when I, I did a, a list of my favorite or ranking every TV show I had ever seen a while ago, and that was after season three, and Succession was a number two already. I got a lot of shit for it <laughs> at the time, but honestly, I don't know. It's between Succession or Sopranos. Um, okay. Every time I say one or the other, just I keep going back. Why don't we finish this podcast here and give Nicholas Bertel his due and his oh, admiration, yeah. and let's stand up and applaud this man. Yeah, for creating one of the greatest scores in TV history. I know we're just not, it's not being biased because we just finished it, but I mean, every single scene was elevated by the music. Even yeah. if it was like the same motif, it was so different. Slow, piano, yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. the guitar or the violin, it was just so per, even that last music it with Kendall, the importance of that music is so vital. And yeah, it's like a whole other character. Really. Yeah, yeah. It's the same yeah. with like John Williams is like the Star Wars. Have you ever? Yeah. <laughs> People like put the mo- the movies with no music. You're like, now oh, this sucks. <laughs> but yeah, that that Succession score. I mean, just the theme alone is like an all timer. Yeah, and then you the never, score never skip. Yeah, never, never. I was gonna say like I think um he somehow it gets even the score gets even better in season four. Like, there's a couple of themes. Like, I already listened. It came out on Spotify. Yeah. I already listened to it just so many times. There's a couple of, of pieces there that are just, like, really just masterful stuff. I actually had a question that I forgot to ask from movielover.gov. Better theme than GLT? Oh. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let, let this be the last question here before we head out. Yeah. I don't think it's recently biased. I'm going to go with Succession. I love the Game of Thrones theme, and I love Game of Thrones as a whole, but I gotta go with the succession theme. Cause so it's like picking my who, which one of my kids is my favorite. I can't really do that. I don't know. That's tough. Like I want to put the volume to a thousand when they're both playing. yeah, and I want to hear. <laughs> I want to feel the the bass in my soul. You know. So it's just like oh my god, I don't know what to do here. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out. I'm gonna say I I love. Uh, you're gonna cop out. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna pick GOT because I've I've listened to it for so, so much longer. But yeah, the succession I mean, one, the piano is is oh my god, <sighs> you you can't go wrong with either really. No, no. So, but anyway, hey Gabriel, this was so much fun. Thank you for joining. Yeah, um, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, this was my first recording for the Real Spotlight in three months. I think the last one we did was for The Last of Us, and that was in March, early March. So. It's nice to um, get back into the flow. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, I, obviously, you guys, most of you know if you're following here, you're listening. I do have another podcast for Game of Thrones, Dancing with Dragons. So make sure to listen to that. But anyway, enough of the self-promoting here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can they find you on social media? Um, yeah, Instagram at film.booth. That's the only really social media I have right now. Um, just got done posting my favorite movies and now posted today my uh, like if you like these movies you might like this video game then see if I if I start showcasing more video games throughout the yeah in the page now again thank you so much for for joining and I'm pretty sure I'll have you back and we'll figure out what to talk about so yeah I love I love it thank you again for Gabriel for joining us please follow him on Instagram for amazing content film.boo if you want to follow the real spotlight on instagram go to the underscore real spotlight in the bio there's a link tree click on that it'll have the links for spotify apple Podcasts, all the good stuff for social media thank you for listening to the real spotlight and as always peace out <laughs>